Chapter 11, The Judgments of the Lord, verse 1. Then Moab rebelled against Israel after the death of Ahab, and Ahaziah fell down through a lattice in this upper chamber that was in Samaria, and was sick. And he sent messengers and said unto them, Go inquire of Belzebub, the god of Ekron, whether I shall recover of this disease. But the angel of the Lord said to Elijah the Tishbite, Arise, go up to meet the messengers of the king of Samaria, and say unto them, Is it not because there is not a god in Israel that ye go to inquire of Beelzebub, the god of Ekron? Now therefore, thus saith the Lord, Thou shalt not come down from that bed on which thou art gone up, but shalt surely die. And Elijah departed. And when the messengers turned back unto him, he said unto them, Why are ye now turned back? And they said unto him, There came a man to meet us, and said unto us, Go, turn again unto the king that sent you, and say unto him, Thus saith the Lord, Is it not because there is not a god in Israel, that thou sendest to inquire Beelzebub, the god of Ekron? Therefore thou shalt not come down from that bed on which thou art gone up, but shalt surely die. And said unto them, What manner of man was he that came to meet you, and told you these words? And they answered him, He was a hairy man, with a girt and girdle of leather about his loins. And he said, It is Elijah the Tishbite. So the king sent unto him a captain of fifty with his fifty. And he went up to him, and behold, he sat on top of the hill, and he spake unto him, That man of God, the king has said, Come down. Elijah answered and said to the captain of fifty, If I be a man of God, then let fire come down from heaven and consume thee in thy fifty. And there came down fire from heaven and consumed him and his fifty. Again he sent to him another captain of fifty with his fifty. And he answered and said unto him, O man of God, thus saith the king, Come down quickly. Elijah answered and said unto him, If I be a man of God, let fire come down from heaven and consume thee in thy fifty. And fire came down from the heaven and consumed him and his fifty. And he again sent a captain of the third fifty with his fifty. And the third captain of fifty went up and came and fell on his knees before Elijah. He besought him and said, O man of God, I pray thee, let my life and the life of these fifty thy servants be precious in thy sight. Behold, there came fire down from heaven and burnt up two captains of the former fifties with their fifties. Therefore, let my life be now precious in thy sight. The angel of the Lord said unto Elijah, Go down with him, be not afraid of him. And he arose and went down with him unto the king. And he said unto him, Thus saith the Lord, Forasmuch as thou hast sent messengers to inquire of Beelzebub, the god of Ekron, is it not because there is no god in Israel to inquire of this word? Therefore thou shalt not come down off that bed which thou gone up, 
but shalt surely die. So he died according to the word of the Lord which Elijah had spoken, and Jeroham reigned in his stead. In the second year of Jeroham, the son of Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, because he had no son. Now the rest of the acts of Ahaziah, which he did, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the kings of Israel? Second Kings, chapter 1, verses 1 through 18. This is a story which embarrasses many commentators. They see it as representing a lower level of morality, a more primitive phase of revelation. It would seem that to many of these men there is no harm in killing people they dislike, i.e. the communists, the Nazis, the Christians, the racists, the capitalists, or whatever else they regard as anathema. But God had better refrain from executing his enemies. The forbearance of God exceeds that of man, and when he strikes, we had better believe he does so in total justice, or we are rewriting the Bible into another word man's word. Ahaziah, king of Israel, was the son of Ahab and Jezebel. He lacked the ability of either of his parents and was simply evil. Moab rebelled against Israel after Ahab's death, but Ahaziah apparently did not go into battle. He did not, however, escape injury but his was an ignominious sort. While in the upper area of the palace, he fell through a lattice and seriously injured himself. Like a true pagan, he sought to know the future. He sent messengers to Ekron, the northernmost Philistine city, and thus closest to Israel, saying, quote, Go, Inquire of Beelzebub, the god of Ekron, whether I shall recover of this disease, end quote, or ailment. The angel of the Lord required Elijah to confront his messengers, saying, quote, Is there no god in Israel that you send to Ekron to inquire of their Baal? The word of the Lord to you is that you shall not rise from your bed, but die. End quote. Note that Ahaziah did not ask for healing, but for fortune-telling or divining. Like a true pagan, he saw the future as a matter of fate, not responsibility. Saul, generations earlier, had gone to, to the witch of Endor with a like request, to know the future. 1 Samuel chapter 28. Today, the prevalence of astrology and witchcraft marks a similar flight from responsibility and morality towards an illusionary form of knowledge. But this is not all. Science offers a similar form of evasion. We are told by the humanists that knowledge is power, but the knowledge they seek is not God's truth, not moral knowledge, but knowledge of the future and how to control the future. Moreover, the control of the future desired is in the opposition to God's declared counsel. Their mentality is a modern version of Ahaziah's outlook. 
With this in mind, let's see what follows. The Lord makes it clear through Elijah that such a faith is an insult to him and a declaration of war against him, a will that God be dead. Modern man wills God to be dead and treats him as non-existent. The death of God's school of, quote, theology, unquote, in the 1960s did not say that God is dead, but rather that God is dead for us. They held, whether or not the God of the Scripture is alive is a matter of indifference to us. For us, he is dead. Because we rule that he is irrelevant to the world we are creating. This is very much like Ahaziah. Ahaziah knew the living God had decreed and predicted his father's death in its manner. And he also decreed the death of the entire dynasty. Ahaziah had seen God's word come to pass, but he chose to ignore it as non-existent and irrelevant. Similarly, the modern humanist discards the testimony of Scripture and of the centuries to declare that God is irrelevant, and it is man's knowledge and decree which shall prevail. Should not God declare war on this? The army of Israel was organized into thousands, hundreds, and fifties, each with an officer or captain, as Numbers chapter 31, verse 14 and 48, and 1 Samuel chapter 8, verse 12, evidence. Two groups of fifties were sent out to capture Elijah, and God, through Elijah, destroyed them both. This is not a lower morality, but the miraculous justice of God. It tells us that God, who repeatedly in history has confounded and destroyed the world's Ahaziahs, is unchanged and unchanging and wants us to know it. The elect are to cry out for justice according to our Lord and not to regard it as wrong. Luke chapter 18 verses 7 and 8. But what of Luke chapter 9, verses 51 through 56? The rejection by Samaria reminds the disciples that Elijah had destroyed men of Samaria. Hence, they asked for fire from heaven to destroy Samaria. Our Lord rebukes them. Quote, Ye know not what the manner of spirit ye are. For the Son of Man is not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them, end quote. Does this mean our Lord pronounced no judgment and destroyed no cities or men? No. But Matthew 24 gives us his judgment on Jerusalem and Judea after their full rejection of him. Elijah's judgments came to pass after a life of witnessing. Our Lord first set forth salvation. By its rejection of him, Judea gave itself over to destruction. Elijah, and then Elisha, witnesses to that judgment, are set forth as a witness to the nation. But, like Pharaoh, the Israelites only hardened their hearts, as our Lord declares, quote, If they hear not Moses and the prophets, 
Neither will they be persuaded though one rose from the dead. End quote. Luke chapter 16, verse 31. Then comes the judgment. Elijah witnesses to Ahaziah, and Ahaziah dies unrepentant. The judgments on our generation are apparent daily. And yet our generation continues to be unrepentant. Therefore, like Elijah and Elisha, we continue our witness. God's own elect will hear us, believe, obey, and rejoice. God's reprobate man refused to believe, and in God, in his own time and way, brings judgment. To be embarrassed or troubled by God's judgments is to be troubled and embarrassed by God and is a sin. Men do not want God interfering in their world. They say, in effect, let us do our own judging, killing, or saving. We are more judicious and wiser than thou. Should we then be surprised at God's judgments? Ahaziah stayed out of the battle with Moab and received a death-dealing judgment by falling out of a window. His father, also a reprobate, at least died on the battlefield. Neither, however, could escape God's judgment. We either fight the Lord's battles or, like Ahab and Isaiah, we perish fighting our own.